maybe a little bit early as it's only October 4th and we're still uh, ways away from the regular season. You know, not super, super far, but we have lines. We have lines to talk about. Don Granado says that he has his lines the way he likes them for the start of the regular season. So we'll break down who's likely to play opening night now that we kind of know and what the lines look like as well as the top three in our Sabres Money and Power list, our last iteration of Sabres Money and Power, coming up here on the Lockdown Sabres Podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Savers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, and that includes YouTube, where you can watch the show. So head over to our YouTube channel, like and subscribe us there, watch the show. You know, if you're, whatever, having breakfast and you want to watch us, and then you can carry on and listen to us on your drive into work. Always appreciate you listening. Always appreciate a like and a subscribe, as well as a review. Be able to be sure to drop a review uh, wherever you're listening as well. Joe DiBiase on the show today at Sneaky Joe Sports. we got a couple of things to get to, including line combinations. Don Granato says he has the lines the way he likes them for the start of the regular season. Maybe a bit early for that, but we'll take it. So we'll break the lines down, the forward groups, the defense pairings, and then the top three in our Sabres money and power list. We started at 30 we now get to the top three, our final iteration of my list, my rankings. That's coming up a little bit later on in today's show. Let's jump right into it, though. We've got four lines to talk about. We've got five defense pairings. If you really toss in uh, some of the guys that will likely be in Rochester but have yet to be sent down, it feels like we know the opening night lineup. I think I know the opening night lineup. Just looking at what Granado said, how the lines are currently constructed, it's pretty easy to tell. Now, will there be one or two changes off of that? Probably, you know, one or two differences. But for the most part, I think we have 90% assurity uh, of what this opening night lineup is going to look like against the Ottawa Senators uh, coming up in, uh, what is the exact number of days? I, I, I meant to look that up before I got the show going. Nine days. Nine days away from the season opener against the Ottawa Senators. Man, that is fast approaching. So, We'll start with the forward group, and we'll go down line one through five, I guess, if you count the extra line, um, as to what it's going to be Tuesday night against the Carolina Hurricanes, their preseason uh, game against Carolina at 7 o'clock. Now, doing this mid-Tuesday afternoon, so you might, might have already been listening. You might be listening after the game's already happened, but these were the lines going into the game. So we'll start at line number one. Tage Thompson centering Jeff Skinner and Vinny Hinostroza. Now, Hinostroza is in for Victor Olofsson. Olofsson has been skating on that line. So I think you could pretty easily take Hinostroza out, input Victor Olofsson, and you have a line of Thompson, Olofsson, and Skinner. That makes sense. That was the line the Sabres finished last regular season with. Tuck had been on that line for a while with Thompson and Skinner, but by the end of the season, they had take they had taken Tuck off of it, put him somewhere else, and put Olafson on that line. And really what you had was three goal scorers that all did pretty well working off of each other. There's not a naturally gifted playmaker there between Thompson, Skinner, 
and Olofsson. But all three are finishers. All three could put the puck in the back of the net. It's not my favorite line because of that fact. Because I'd like to see there be at least one great setup man that's on that line. And I don't really know that they have it. It's all three have three guys that have shoot first mentalities. And it meshed better than I thought it would last year. So I guess it should be open to it meshing pretty well this year. So Thompson, Skinner, and Olofsson is one line that it appears the Sabres will be going into the regular season with. The next line. Casey Middlestat at center with Alex Tuck on the right and Jack Quinn on the left. Very curious line. Starting with who's at center. Just the idea, the fact that Middlestat is at center. It seemed like he was destined to play on the wing. Krebs had been playing at center and Gergensen's and Asplin had been practicing at center. Cousins at center. Thompson's at center. Was there room for Middlestat? When Middlestat himself has said, He's perfectly comfortable playing on the wing. But Middlestat is currently at center with Quinn on his left, Tuck on his right. Feels like the strength of this line is on the wings. I've never been a huge Middlestat fan. He has been better in the last two seasons by leaps and bounds than he was before that. And he is that playmaker that I talked about the Thompson line really doesn't have. In essence, I think Middlestat wants to be a setup man. And he's got a a, a modern-day power forward blazing up the wing, and Alex Tuck on his right, a good finisher too. Uh, Tuck is a good all-around offensive force. I don't want to really label him as any one thing. He's He can play off of guys. He can score goals. Um, Tuck is really, I think, going to mesh with almost anybody. So I think Tuck being with Middlestad is interesting. I think Tuck being with Quinn is maybe the best idea. I love the fact that Tuck and Quinn are together. One, it kind of gives Quinn that veteran leader guy on his line that can, you know, coach him through things on the bench and on the flight home uh, from an away game. They could break out the iPad and him and Tuck and Quinn can kind of go over things. So I think that, you know, let me take you under my wing, kid. That element of that line exists with Tuck and Quinn together. And also, I do think they would play really well off each other. Tuck has always played well with natural goal scorers. And that happened last year when he was on the line with Thompson and Skinner. And I think it only should, it should happen again with Quinn. Quinn's best quality is his finishing ability. He is a well-developed all-around offensive player, I think, at this point in his track and in his, in his development. Um, but I think him and Tuck are just a, a great idea to put together. Again, Middlestad a little curious in the middle, but I think uh, I think he'll be fine for it. The third line, and I'm just listing these in, in terms of what I think they would be in terms of ice time. Dylan Cousins centering Peyton Krebs and J.J. Paterka. This is a young line. This is a very young line. This might look like the sexiest line on paper, though. This might be the fan, the line that fans go, ooh, look at that. Cousins, Krebs, Paterka? I'm into that. Well, there's a lot of speed on this line. There is a lot of skill on this line. And... They're also, you know, there's enough two-way game here with Cousins kind of holding down the fort on that end, which you have on all three of these top lines. Well, I guess two of the three. There's really no defensive gem on the Thompson-Skinner-Olison line, but you have Tuck to kind of help out in the in your own end with the middle stack Quinn line. And then this line, you have Cousins with Paterka, who's a rookie, and Krebs, who is, you know, a little bit more well-balanced, but he's not a force in his own end by any means. I like this line because it's fast. I like this line because it feels like the type of line that could have instant chemistry. All three guys being young, all three guys kind of playing similar styles where they want to get the puck and they want to go. And Krebs is a pass first guy. So 
Could that help Paterka out? Again, it's kind of almost uh, you're doubling up on one skill on the same line, kind of like the top line here. Krebs is a good playmaker and a good passer. Paterka is a great zone entry man, and Cousins is a great zone entry man. So all three guys do a little bit of the same thing, um, which, again, a little bit reductive for my taste. If it were me, and I'm going to pick Don Granado just a little bit here, if I could make one slight criticism, or if I could make one slight change, if I were the head coach, I probably would take Olofsson or I'd probably take Olsen off that top line and I would put him on the Cousins and Krebs line. Get a natural goal scorer on a line with puck carriers and playmakers. And that's what all three of those guys are. Cousins, Krebs, and Paterka. But I wonder if Granado wants to kind of insulate Paterka to start. Like, hey, kid, this is what you're good at, but it's a big role. And we're not going to force that upon you. If you want to carry the puck through the neutral zone, feel free. But we want to give you two other guys that if you got to get the puck off your stick, they can make some magic happen themselves. They could carry it in, and you can kind of, you know, w- worry about your game away from the puck a little bit. That could be an element, too, here that Granada wants Paterka to work on of get better away from the puck. And the only way for you to get better away from the puck is if somebody else on your line has the puck. And in this instance, Cousins and Krebs are going to have the puck on their sticks a lot. But I like this line. It's young. It's a fun line to think about. And it's got a high upside, I think, is the Cousins, Paterka, and Krebs line. The fourth line, really not the fourth line, because ice time, I think this line might outrank at least one, if not two of the others. But this is the checking line, the shutdown line, the defensive line, Rasmus Asplund centering Semgis Gergensen's and Kyle Poso. We thought Gergensen's might be the center. I kept wondering about Asplund because before entering the NHL, Asplund was a centerman, Rochester, Sweden, NHL, he's a winger. Can he go back to it? Granado's going to put him back at it. So Asplund centering Oposo and Gergensen's. This line just makes too much sense as the gritty line. All three are great in their own end. A little bit of offense, too. Gergensen's had one of his best goal-scoring seasons last year. Oposo did have his best goal-scoring season as a Sabre. And Asplund, two years ago under Don Granado, had a great goal-scoring season. So all three are capable of putting the puck in the back of the net, chipping in offensively a little bit here, but... Make no mistake about it, this line's service to the team is defense and going out there against the other team's top line, shutting them down, smothering them, going out there when you're up one goal with a minute to go. That's this line, Asplin, Oposo, and Gergensen's. We will need a uh, we'll need a, a, a nickname, right, for this line? Oga or Ego or something? I don't know, because we had the log line when Larson was a part of it and just put Asplund in for Larson. Asplund really more and more is just developing into new Johan Larson. He is just, he's becoming new Johan Larson with maybe even a little bit more offensive flair. So Asplund Oposo Gergensen's makes too much sense and uh, not surprised at all to see that as a line. And then the extras. So again, for the Carolina game, Olofsson is a part of it, but more often than not, it's been Riley Sheehan with Anders Bjork and Vinny Hunostroza. That might be the biggest surprise if there is one of this forward group is that If I were making a prediction right now, if I were setting lines on who's going to be in the opening night lineup, I would make it more likely than not that Vinny Hinostroza is a healthy scratch. And a month ago, I probably would have told you he would be in the lineup. And he still could, but I think right now, Hinostroza is on the outside looking in to be on the opening night lineup. I think it seems like they want to give Paterka a shot. Uh, to start the season in Buffalo. Uh, Bjork and Shane, I think, were always going to be outside the lineup. Um, They're just extras at this point. 
All right, we'll get to the blue line when we come back. What does Don Granado have for the blue line? Is his lines going into the NHL season? We'll get to that when we come back. And then we've got our top three of our Sabres money and powerless. That's ahead here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Lockdown Sabres brought to you by Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Here's why I love it. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents will call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors in every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion, and or that only not only alert you when a threat is real, um, but also hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Their monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home. Just a few minutes. SimplySafe.com slash locked on NHL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free by visiting SimplySafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Jody Biasi back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. All right, Don Granado's got his lines for the start of the NHL season, for the start of the Sabres season. We went through the forward groups. Now let's look at the blue line a little bit. And not a lot of surprises here. There's not really as much to go through, I think, because the top four is exactly how they left it. At the conclusion of last season, it was Matthias Samuelson and Rasmus Dahlin as the top pair it was Owen Power and Henry Okiharu as the second pair. Now, Samuelson and Dahlin was dynamite together. I like to see that they're going to start this season with Dahlin on his offside again. He played really well on his right side at the end of last year. He did do that before he got to the NHL level, where he then was moved by Ralph Kruger and Phil Housley as to a left-shot defenseman. Uh, so Samuelson and Dahlin makes a ton of sense. Not surprised to see it. That is the Sabres' top pair going into this season. No surprises there. Owen Power with Henry Yoki Haru. This one is a little concerning because Yoki Haru, Henry Yoki Haru, has been pretty darn bad for a year and a half now. And this preseason, he's been pretty brutal. So I have big concerns about Yoki Haru, especially being Owen Power's partner. Now, Power might be so good, even as a rookie, even as a rookie, that he can lift up anybody that he's with. And that might end up happening here with Yoki Haru. I just hope Yoki Haru doesn't sink Owen Power because he's had some struggles in the last little bit. Now, I shouldn't be too concerned of that because Dalene has been fine even when paired with Yoki Haru. Um, and again, that doesn't have to happen for Yoki Haru. There's a chance he, you know, steps up. And I'd like to see that happen. He's still a young defenseman. Now, we're getting to the point, though, with him where he's played enough games in the league where you're kinda, you kind of are what you are, aren't you? He's played 213 games in the NHL. We're not there yet, but we're approaching it. He's 23 years old, so this will be it. He's got to take a step forward this year, or 
man, he's going to get a lot of rest versus the line in comparisons. Turnovers in his own end. Uh, just kind of, he does that weird thing where he crosses the neutral zone um, when it's a two on one or it's a two on two coming back the other way, he crosses the face of his defense partner. So a lot of struggles for Yoki Haru last season. And uh, we'll see if he could get back on track to where he was as a, you know, when he first arrived with the Sabres a couple of years ago. He's like the only player that's really regressed under Don Granado, but he certainly, he certainly has. Uh, but maybe power can bring that out of him because as of right now, he's, Dalene is going to play on the right, so I should maybe count him. But among right shot defensemen in the organization, he's still kind of it in terms of what's in the pipeline, uh, in terms of like, you know, young younger defensemen. I know he's here. So Yoki Haru and power is the second pair going into the Buffalo Sabres season. The third pair, Jacob Bryson on the left, Ilya Labushkin on the right. Now, Casey Fitzgerald has not been practicing with an injury. I don't think he would be in the top six anyway. So it's Bryson and it's Labushkin. This is interesting. I like this comp. These two complement each other. I think really well. Bryson is a fun defenseman. He is he's sparky, if I could use that word. Um, he's like a water bug out there, right? Super small, but he's super quick on his feet with the skates. Um, a lot of stick handling moves and whatnot. Some offensive uh, tenacity with Jacob Bryson. But, you know, he could be a little up and down. And he can get pushed around a little bit because of his size. Insert big physical Ilya Labushkin stay at home steady defenseman will end you if you are sitting sitting in front of the net will end you if you go into the corner and aren't ready to take contact big physical and a good passer as well I think this makes a lot of sense as a third pair for the Sabres I think this is an upgrade for the Sabres third pair over where they've been the last couple of years I like Labushkin I think he's a nice player I don't think he's anything special um and Bryson on the other side, he's always been a fun player. I'm hoping that works out because I love watching Bryson play. Uh, but I haven't been overly impressed through, you know, a season and a half here of Jacob Bryson. But uh, hoping that works. Extras. Lawrence Pilot is an extra. I think what's probably going to happen here is it's going to be Pilot versus Fitzgerald to be the seventh defenseman. And maybe Pilot has the advantage right now just because he's the one who's healthy. Um, I think Pilot right now is the seventh defenseman. I'd imagine to start the season, he's in Buffalo at the NHL level, um, but he also is not in the opening night lineup, would be my guess. But maybe he's the first guy in if there's an injury. So Samuelson and Darlene, Power and Yoki Haru, Bryson Labushkin, and Lawrence Pilot is uh, the extra as of right now. All right, when we come back, the final iteration of our Sabres money and power list. Stay tuned for the top three here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Jody Biasi back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We have had a lot of fun this offseason uh, going through a ranking that I put together on who are the most important, impactful, and influential Buffalo Sabres. Not just Buffalo Sabres. We had an agent, Nicholas. We had some front office people. We had coaches, lot owners. Who are the most impactful individuals? Who are the most influential individuals? We went 30 to 4, and now we have the top three. Counting up from number 30, this is where we left off in the ranking. Eric Portillo at 30, Seth Appert 29, Rasmus Asplin, Henry Okiharyu, Matt Ellis, Yuri Kulich, Noah Oslin, Craig Oster, agent for Rasmus Dahlin, Ukepekalukanen, Jeff Skinner, Ryan Johnson, Jerry Fortin, director of amateur scouting. Peyton Krebs, J.J. Paterka, Matias Samuelson, Kyle Oposo, Jason Carmanos, the Associate General Manager, 
Dylan Cousins, Devin Levi, Jack Quinn, Tage Thompson, VP of Hockey Strategy and Research, Zam Ventura, Don Granado, Alex Tuck, Matthew Savoy, GM Kevin Adams, owner Terry Pagula. Which means we pick back up at number three. The third individual in our Sabres money and power list is Kim Pagula. Now, the reason I put Kim Pagula one spot above Terry Pagula is simply because she has the title president of the team. She's the president. And I think she has a more hands-on day-to-day operation with the Buffalo Sabres. Now, still really, are we concerned? Are we wondering? We're still wondering. Let's use that word. We're wondering about the health status of Kim Pagula. She was hospitalized in the summer. We really haven't received an update since. So obviously you hope everything is okay there. Um, But, you know, normally she is in charge of the franchise. And her and Terry, you know, they're at the hip, right? They're they're step-by-step, always, you know, on the same wavelength, I'm sure. Uh, but because she holds the title of president, I gave the tie to Kim Pagula. I wanted to put the owners three and four. Uh, and the only really differential I could find to put one above the other was that Kim is technically the president. So Kim Pagula comes in at number three. The Buffalo Sabres owner is third in our Sabres money and powerless. Number two in our Sabres money and powerless. Rasmus Dahlin. First overall pick in the 2018 NHL draft. Dahlin is entering. Is this his fifth season with the club? He's been here. Uh, he's been here a while. This is his fifth year with the club. Um, expectations are there for Dahlin, but he has been meeting them for the past calendar year. Uh, after the first month of last season, he's been rock solid. All-star game last year. He still carries the second highest ceiling to me in the entire organization. Uh, He is a stud defenseman. I think that he can still get better. I think he could still enter the territory of being a Norris caliber defenseman. He has not reached that pinnacle yet, but I'm not close to him doing that still. And for now, he's the best player on the team. I think he's the best player on the team. Forwards, better than Thompson, better than Tuck, better than Skinner. You know, he's better than Power at this stage. So Dahlin, to me, because he's the best player on the team right now, still young, He's got a contract coming up, too. That's why I put Craig Oster on the list. That contract is going to be huge for the Sabres to get right. And we'll see what they end up doing. We'll see what this season looks like. You don't want to end up in a spot where you were with Sam Reinhardt, where in one year he could tell you, I'm going to head to UFA status. You don't want Dalene telling the Sabres that. So I think as long as they don't finish in the bottom five this season, they should be good avoiding that. But that's why there's a little pressure on this season. Because if this season tanks, why is Dalene staying? Dalene is going to tell them the same thing Reinhardt did if this season is a bottom five season. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to finish above that 77-point total we talked about in our betting episode. I think Dalene will resign, and I think he will be an important player, an impact player on this team for years to come as they write the ship. I think Dalene is a pivotal part of them writing the ship. And because he's an offensive defenseman, he's like the guy to win awards here. I think of anyone to win the Norris, even above power, because Dalene is the power play guy, I think it's him. I think Dalene's the one of anyone that's most likely to win some major awards. Rasmus Dalene, number two in our Sabres Money and Power list. And it feels fitting that number one in our Sabres Money and Power list is Owen Power. You can't have a power list without power being number one, right? But I'm not just doing that because of the name, because of the pun. It actually makes sense. Owen Power, the number one overall pick in last year's NHL draft. 
was awesome in the eight games, the limited sample size that we got to look at him at the end of last season. But he is a horse. He is a franchise-changing defenseman. Now, he's got to live up to those expectations. He hasn't, you know, had a full season yet to do it. I think he's going to do it this season. I think he's probably not going to win the Calder Trophy, but he'll probably be the best rookie on the season. He just won't get the Calder because of the numbers. But a Victor Hedman style of defenseman that could come in, can eat 25 minutes, can go ride shotgun with Rasmus Dahlin. I envision those two playing on a pair one day, some sort of super pair that plays half the game and just you can't score on the Sabres because they just always have the puck. Power is physically imposing while not being this bone-crushing Scott Stevens type of defenseman. Uh, A great playmaker, a great passer, great sense for the game. I just think he's going to control everything from the back end. And I think he's going to be a game changer for the Buffalo Sabres. We already know Darlene is at least really good. But Power is the next guy in the pipeline that could be a star, a superstar player. So because he has superstar potential and he has yet to realize it, and because they need another guy like that, Owen Power makes the list number one in our Sabres, Money, and Power list. So that's our list. Owen Power at one, Rasmus Dahlin, and Kim Pagula at number well, thank everybody for uh, enjoy. Hope you enjoyed that throughout the course of the off season. That list being done means we are almost at the regular season. We have lines for the regular season, and we are about to have games for the regular season. Nine days away, Sabres play the Hurricanes tonight. Uh, we'll have some uh, thought. I'll have some thoughts on that game uh, coming up on our next episode. We got some more fun stuff planned for you. Uh, coming up. I'm trying to get a Sabre player on for an interview. I think that might get done by the end of the week and been in contact with the Sabres on that. Uh, so I'll let you know on that front. Thanks everybody for listening here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast, making us your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen. Lockdown NHL. Lockdown experts giving you a daily 30 minute podcast on all things NHL all year long.